So you think the two of us can handle this? Hold it down? Yeah, we can we can argue. Really? Shit, you don't we, have to be the host. We, I'm we just can saying. Argue. I'm gonna be the host, but like, you know. All right, welcome to Tampa Bay Cop Talk. That's Andrew and I'm Darius, and uh we're you know running a little four four two, two up top, two man strike force today. Um, Hell yeah. I guess I'm I waving to, to to those listening to the audio. I'm waving. <laughs> He's waving for everyone. Hey. So I guess that means that I'm doing the hold up play. I'm doing all the dirty work. And then Andrew, you're gonna get finished top bins. So uh don't um, miss your don't don't miss your chances. Just I definitely I don't know how to do that in real life. So <laughs> that's fine well, by me. <laughs> well, we've got uh we're not gonna go through too much. It's gonna be pretty simple. Like we're gonna go off of uh two topics really, but Looking back to the weekend against Aston Villa and then looking ahead to Wednesday, we're recording this on Tuesday, right before the Real Madrid game, part two, Liverpool going into that one down three goals to one, but Anfield, it's um, usually a good thing, but we know what the season has been. But before we get to that, Andrew, um, there was a curse lifted. Liverpool scored goal, not just a goal, but goals, multiple at Anfield. And won a match at Anfield for the first time since literally before Christmas. So it's been <laughs> a rough few months at Anfield yeah. for Liverpool. Everyone, including Everton, including a bunch of 10-year-olds you throw out there, everyone's been getting results against Liverpool at Anfield. But they right the ship with a 2-1 win against Aston Villa, a game where Liverpool pretty dominant in the first half, going trailing 1-0 at the half. There's a VAR decision. The second half wasn't very pretty, even though Liverpool do get it level. And then finally, Trent Alexander-Arnold saves Liverpool's keister at the end. So, when you look at that game, just that 90 minutes, once it goes off, final gun goes off, and Liverpool has the three points, how are you feeling? Uh, it it kind of saved the season for me, in, in, in all reality, because, you know, you can argue you're going into the second leg tomorrow uh, – at Anfield against Madrid, and you're thinking, well, there's an outside shot. Of course, there's a shot. Like, mathematically speaking, there's a shot. It's a game of football. You follow the rules. We score more goals, we win, typically, right? Right. So, but in reality, though, the uh, the bookmakers don't don't have us favored for this, right? So, if we were to lose that match against Villa, it, you know, we, we're really, you know, almost mathematically out of trying to get top four. And so, when I say save the season, like, save the hopes – into the next week right and, and that's all we can go you know that old adage from jordan henderson is like we can just we have to take this game by game and but more importantly to sum it up it, it's just elation it, it it was it was it was pandemonium um when i was watching it that goal goes in um i was a little rowdy um i was at home the dog got upset she thought something was going on she <laughs> ran into the other room she got a little scared because um i was running around fist pumping everything cursing it was it was a good time so for me it, yeah I, and I, I think i can speak for all fans it was like thank god finally yes because it was just very frustrating how as you mentioned we were so good in the first half we should have scored like three um a lot of missed opportunities a lot of like just the final you know thing and we we played i thought very very well apart from the goal and you know when we when we equalized you know, commentators said like something like, "Oh, well, even I think Villa fans wouldn't begrudge that. Like, that's what Liverpool deserves." And, and I think you can extend that to the final result. Like, Liverpool definitely deserve to win. Unfortunately, it can't. Or, fortunately, uh, you know, whatever way you want to look at it, it just came down to the wire. And 
what a goal by Trent. And I know the media will want to talk about him and, you know, Southgate. In front of Gareth Southgate, of course. Yeah, ain't nobody care about (laughs) Ain't nobody care about no Southgate. Get the hell out of here with that shit. I don't want to hear about him. I don't, I don't. Now, that being said, if Trent cares and that makes him play out of his skin, then all, by all means, baby, care. Oh, but come on. You know, Trent you know Trent was not thinking about Gareth Southgate. What was his first action? It wasn't to look into the stands because Southgate was there at Anfield. It wasn't to go and point to the camera. First thing he does, kiss his badge. I mean, we know what Trent is about. We know what sure. motivates No, a thousand percent. Scouts are through and through. No, I get all that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, if that's going through his mind, you know, before, whatever, whatever the case is, baby, just keep doing you. You just keep <laughs> you just keep swimming. Just like uh, Dory says, just keep swimming. Just keep doing it. You mentioned what a let off it was. I mean, I was I was watching with the guys over in Orlando on a little right. vacation. Got to watch with them, and it was a huge let off. Everyone is just like, finally, freaking yeah. finally, because they were knocking on the door all match. Even within that sequence, you have Shakiri sending the ball to Tiago. Tiago nearly with a wonderful volley. Well, I, yeah, Martinez. Great with save the by Martinez. Yeah, and then it, yeah, it goes to Trent, and you almost feel like, man, is the chance was that it? And then Trent puts in a worldie. It was just a, a let off. It just kind of felt like, oh, yeah. yes, and sigh then not, of relief. Exactly. Not to mention, uh, you know, I think this is more important to fans than actual elite athletes. But, you know, the whole revenge thing of like, you know, they sure. did beat us seven to two and sure. so on. So that was nice, at least for me personally, to, to you know, to see that win as well. I, I was coming away like, damn, is this going to be a moral victory after 7-2? It was 1-1, so that's an improvement. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, though, more importantly, it keeps us in the, in the race for the top four. Um, you know, Rodgers uh, looks like he's having his annual bottle job going on. Looks like the beginnings of that happening with their loss on the weekend as well, and they have a tough schedule. So, you know, we just got to keep on keeping on, but this is not what this show is about. Well, we we can get to the, the rest of the top four in that picture uh, in a little bit. But, I mean, sticking with the game, let's look at that first half. When, when in the first half, you see chances abound for Liverpool. You have a an easy one for Salah where he's through, puts it wide. Firmino, not long after, oh, has wow. an opportunity. He drags in, and he can't really curl it. Jota has a good header in the middle of the penalty area after a corner. He can't get it down. And then, of course, you have VAR coming in. So what was to you the story of the first half? Was it just VAR stole the show or was it, no, they played well enough but should have scored a goal? Because for me, I was thinking even VAR regardless, Liverpool should have been up going into the half. No, I agree with you a thousand percent. And and I have to, you know, you know, Bobby's been given a lot of slack uh, in the group chat, I think. And in online on, on Twitter, I'm trying mm-hmm. to, am I having false memories? <laughs> anyway, he's been getting a lot of slack online and so on. Um, but he, he, he was playing. It was, it was almost vintage from Bobby. Almost overall vintage. game. He did play well. Yeah. Overall game. So that was good to see. Um, and I just want to say, like, how is Jota like five, nine, five, ten? So damn like, dominant in like, the air. <laughs> yeah. He white boy can jump. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> God damn. Anyway, um, there's that. Bobby's having a you know a a little a little field day, um. Yeah, so we we were very close to scoring. We didn't. We should have thousand percent. Um, my only concern for the match is, uh, you know, Mane's chance at the end. Um, mm. and the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Would have been nice to have a three three to one scoreline, sure. But at the end of the day, like I don't. Again, I'm not an athlete, so I don't know. Does that affect his confidence or whatever? 
like because you know he's been he's been struggling for form yeah you know so i i however at the same time like i always say like yo he was in the right place like well, not making- just that. That's just that. But the fact that he knows it, he he probably would have. I'm assuming he would have known Jolta was there on his outside. But instead of just laying it off and saying you do the business, he wanted to take it on. So that yeah, at least tells me his confidence his- is still at a point where it's like I'm still firing. But, like I'm still. But yeah, to but take he. It. But my my thing is he took the shot for his confidence because if we're lo- winning, if we're tied, he he passes it. I think. Yeah. No, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. So he does it for his confidence. I'm just concern that affects his confidence going against the room uh, well because he didn't score. yeah because he didn't score but i always say like no nah, f that noise you were in the right place in the right time like you you had the chance like you're you're getting in the right positions mm-hmm. there that's the word i'm looking for you're yeah. getting in the right damn position so like you just keep on swimming baby you'll be fine mm-hmm. eventually you you know you're gonna michael phelps it you know what i'm saying <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know he won gold medals he did something <laughs> my point is so that that would be my only concern. Um, and yeah, man. And then obviously the other concern, David, I think brought this up in our group chat is like, you know, going forward, like long-term in terms of his confidence in this player and like what we do with him, Keita uh, didn't, didn't show up, didn't appear, uh, you know, after his, you know, abysmal showing in the first half of the first leg of against Real Madrid, no one. I don't think. I don't think many people are talking about that. Maybe it's a non-issue. Maybe it's just like, you know, give him rest for the next match. Well, or, I don't. I don't know if it was necessarily anything to do with anything other than the going and figuring out what the lineup against Real Madrid is going to be. I, I mean, I think we'll get to our projected lineups, but I don't think that Kate is even in the picture for starting that match after you saw the first half against Real Madrid. We didn't see him uh, start Tiago. We didn't see Tiago start. Um, either at the weekend or against Real Madrid, which means he should be plenty good to go. Genie was given, you know, a little bit of a break as well. I don't think Milner is going to go again. So that would sound like yeah. a Fabinho, Vinaldum, and Thiago midfield. Or it could be a 4 2 3 1. I mean, we'll see what, what they do. But yeah, for Nabi Keita, it just hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. Uh, we've seen really good stretches from him. You think of the 2018 19 season. Uh, particularly in the middle of the season toward the back half of that season. And then the back half of last season in the restart, he was awesome. But to have 10 good games out of a 38-game season, that's clearly not what Liverpool got him for. So it is interesting to see. I mean, what, what do you think that Liverpool should be doing with Nabi Keita moving forward? Just how should they approach the player? How should they handle him? I, I as can't. An asset? I can't. I can't think that far ahead right no. now. I, mean, I got. <laughs> I got Madrid tomorrow. Yeah, fair enough. And then we'll see at the end of the season. I mean, let's assume what there's how many games left in the uh, Premier League? Seven, six, seven. Five? Yeah, seven left in the Premier. So let's at least assume, eight games of football five, left. Let's let's assume he plays five of those and bosses it. I I don't know if he does that. Then that might change my mind from what I'm thinking now. So I'll just wait. Until inevitably we do, you know, the season recap. But if you want my answer now, I would say I wouldn't be surprised if we got rid of him. Well, what, what would you do if you're in that position? If you're making the decision on K2? Too many variables. You know me. I, too many, too many variables. Like, <laughs> You'd be thinking all day. Huh? Yeah, no. Um, I think I think obviously if we get the right price for him, I think he'd go. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset. And it's, it's, it's sad because he... You know, it's it's not as like to the degree of Sturge in terms of his injuries and so on, but it's kind of one of those things where 
it, it is what it is. And if we can get a price now, I think that that would be exciting because we, we can't sure. wait too longer. Although, what? how old is he, 25? Uh, he's 26, I believe. Uh, but, but with Nabi Keita, I, I look at Even, him as... Let's assume he's 25. Let's yeah. assume he's 25. There's still... And there's still an argument to be had. So, for example, in another year, another two years, he becomes good. Look at, as an example, John Stones has been in Manchester City mm -hmm. since the damn Stone Age. No pun intended. And uh, in the beginning, you know, he had some bright spots. Then he's been gone, like, for years, it seems like. And then now he's, this season, he's, you know, uh, made himself a linchpin of that defensive, you know, that defensive re renaissance of that city team. So, you know, there's argument to be had that that could happen with Kate as well. He could come sure. good, so to speak. We've but seen enough I'm from not, him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about that right now. What I'm worried about is tomorrow. And let's just get in the top four. Talk to me later. Ask me later. Ask me later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you need to make a decision on Kate at this point. I mean, we've seen, I, I think it would be fair to treat him the same way you would treat really like any of the players who have been injured this season. But you do have enough to show that he has not lived up to the billing, but like if you get also, 40 or 50 million out of him, sure. Like in return, if, if that's what a club wants to pay you for him, sure. Use that to uh, go get someone else. But otherwise he's a really damn good player to have. If he's yeah, just exactly. like a and squad he, player. Yeah. And you're not relying on him, but if he's a squad player, that's, you could do a lot worse. Sure. Sure. A thousand percent. And one thing I forgot to say is that another thing that is, we got to keep in mind with Keita is that there are other players that will pro are probably in the above him in the pecking order of the transfer list, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at your Diva Carrigis, I'm looking at your Shakiris, and so on and so forth. Hell, I would even so put like, Ox ahead of Keita, exactly. if someone you're looking to offload. Exactly. So the you know, like we're not gonna. I would imagine the priority would be to offload these kind of players as opposed to a Keita. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I don't. I don't think we entertain offers for Keita before we, for example, offload. You know, one of the prime. You know, the priorities. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, with especially without knowing that we have a, a, you know, replacement. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm sure they. I'm sure they have all these plans. They're back. Michael Edwards has proved to be Bruce Wayne, so he's got everything on lockdown. He got. He got. He got backup plans to backup plans. I'm. I'm sure yeah. he's got it. And Edwards, we trust. But. But, you know, like I said, I'm not worried about it. I'm just more pumped for tomorrow. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Keita, by the way, he turned 26 in February. So still a He's still 25. fairly young player. So as we take uh, kind of like wrapping up on Aston Villa, one last thing I did want to get to real quick. VAR. I don't want to spend too much time on it because we, we've been doing this all season. But it was another close decision, VAR, with... Uh, Diogo Jota being ruled to be offside looked like he was just about level. There's questions of what part are you even measuring from? Was it from his shadow? Was it actually from his bicep? And he was ruled to be offside, and that's what led to what would have been the equalizer that Bobby Firmino scored. But when you look at VAR and what it was in that moment and just what it's been on the season, do you feel like VAR is worth it, or would you just blow it up if you were? No, so I, I have a contrary – is that even a word? Uh, opinion to, to, to you guys and to, mm -hmm. I think, most of, like, fandom. So, yeah, no, I'm all about VAR, 1,000%. Really? Um, all about VAR? I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Do I like, mm. you know, some of the decisions? Absolutely not. Obviously, I think motherfuckers need training. Like it's clear 
Like they, they had like one lecture as opposed to like a semester worth of, you know, classes, <laughs> yeah. basically. It's clear like that. That. But let me ask you this, though. For example, today I was watching the Champions League, right? Mm-hmm. I was watching parents say PSG and Bayern, PSG, yeah. you know, go through. And there was a VAR decision. Uh, Mbappe scored a goal. There was a VAR decision, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, like with my naked eye, I thought he was offsides because I think Boateng, he he pushed up to like to make him offsides. He, yeah, Boateng. Yeah, I saw that when we were just talking about Boateng yeah, yeah, steps up is, as uh, the ball is about to get played through. Exactly. Right. But here's the thing: because it was Europe, they didn't show the lines. They didn't do all that nonsense. And to be fair, it was quicker, which I guess what that's what fans want. But for me, I'm like, as a viewer. And then maybe as a person in the stadium, because you remember, like, for example, Anfield doesn't have a jumbotron, right? Like, like not like the NFL where you can see the replay. and Right. BN, right? I'm sure PS Park de Prince has it. But as a viewer and as a fan of the stadium, I would want to see all that nonsense. I would want to see because I want. And also, it's also good for the Internet culture of like, I want to see the memes, baby, because then I want the receipts. I want the receipts that this decision was wrong or this decision was right. So that, you know, when when. You know, a United fan gives me bullshit about, oh, that was awesome. And then I'm like, nah, here's a receipt. Here's a picture. Well, you want it to be 100% un... No, no, no. What I'm trying to say... No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is basically, as a viewer, I did not enjoy the experience of not seeing the lines. Oh, so you're saying you prefer the way they do it in the EPL. Yeah, because because then I'm like, whether it's wrong or right, at least I can see their process. And then I can bitch and complain if they're wrong and then be like, hell yeah, they're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, whereas that one, I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure, like, as I said, from my, my eye test, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's offsides. But it's also, you know, it's one thing to be, let's say 70% sure. It's one thing to be like, nah, that's hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As a viewer, as a consumer of the product, I'm talking about as a consumer. Uh-huh. I you want the call to be that- right. If you have the option. Yeah, a thousand percent. But it's also interesting because this can evolve into another thing that we can talk about later or in another episode is that, you know, what they do in other sports, this can involve evolve into like, for example, hearing the ref's conversation or when the ref goes into the onto the side of the screen like he does in the Champions Mm -hmm. League. The ref goes to the sideline, sees it on the screen, on the segue screen. I call the segue screen. It looks like that. And. You know, it would be interesting to hear their, you know, their back and forth, right? They do that, I think, in rugby, and I want to say cricket or something. Well, I was going to say in American sports, it happens in just about everything except for baseball, where you'll get some form of an explanation from the official. American exactly. football, obviously, they hit the uh, microphone set and they go over to loudspeakers. In basketball, they'll go up to the announcers. In baseball, you don't really get that, but even in hockey, they'll talk over the loudspeakers, so you'll hear why they made the decision they made. So I think that level of transparency is a very good thing to have. Yeah, but I also crazy. think with VAR, like one thing that we got to kind of remember is like that whole thing about clear and obvious. That's where they keep screwing themselves because when they show the pictures and show the lines, I mean, Andrew, can you make the argument that every single time it's 100% they got it right and there's no question? No, no, no. And that's the point. That's, yeah, it's that's clear point. and obvious that they made a mistake because that's where no. I'm like, it's never maybe, clear and obvious. It's always a Rorschach blot test every time. Uh, maybe, but that being said, like, but the the process is not wrong, really. Right. The the process. The technology, like the, I don't even think is. Yeah, bad. the technology, the implementation, uh, like the processes in which they go about doing things. Yeah. I don't think is wrong. It's maybe the ruling. Like, for example, the ruling is like something to do with your 
like your shoulder or whatever. Yeah, it's like if it, if and it's like your the cut of your bicep, like that's yeah, yeah. So offside. I think the root the the problems with VAR is not the technology and it's not the processes. At least I don't think I'm sure there's a room for improvement there, in which they go about doing things. I think it's more of the training, and then the in the ruling, um, the training of the officials using the computers, the human the human element, and then the the rules itself. That being said, to counter argue my whole argument would be look from a again from the psg game like i did like how quick they were they were just like oh yeah done okay yeah we got it um and then and the game moved on rather quickly if that was in the premier league it, it probably would have needed another 30 to 45 seconds all right let me ask you it know? this way let me ask it this way if you just had to just kind of a blanket statement for either but would you pick either get the call right or spirit of the game Spirit of the game being like, keep it moving, keep it quick, whatever the call on the field is, keep it going, or get the call right, no matter how long it takes, using VAR, drawing all kinds of lines, which would you prefer? No, I'll get a call right. All right. I mean, I'm kind of there with you. If, I'm just- If I had, if you, you give yeah. me black and white like that, I want the call right, because at the end of the day, I remember the time when, you know, Liverpool would lose out on goal, or, you know, my, it, obviously, you know, it went for us sometimes too. We would, I remember sure. that game a few years ago, we played against um, West Ham. Adam Lana or Milner scored a goal, and the pass was offsides. It was when Pellegrini was manager of West Ham. You know, that went for us, right? There's some stuff that went against us, and I, and that made me more upset when it went against us than it did oh. then it made me happy when it went for us yeah, does that course. make sense like yeah, yeah so i i i'm i'm tired of that like it's not it makes no sense to go step backwards like we have to move forward as a football fandom and society and so on so we just got to figure it out you know there's bumps in the road but like i always say with most things like it looks like this british federation the fa needs to like go on a field trip go to germany go to Go to Poland, go to Spain, wherever you need to go to. Figure out how they do it. Write some notes. Make a PowerPoint presentation. Do some classes. Honestly, I'm like y'all. y'all like, ain't even not- got to leave. Y'all ain't even got to leave the city. Just wait until the Jaguars or whoever the hell is coming over for the NFL. Watch an NFL game. See how their officials handle replay because that is worlds better than what they're currently yeah, doing. Yeah, no, thousand percent. Yeah, it goes. Just do yeah. that. Just do that. <laughs> yeah, there, there is no, but you know, I don't know what it is British arrogance or yeah, we could talk. That's another topic, but that's a long I mean, topic, too. Summary I'm all about VAR. There's some things I don't like, but I'm all about it. We can't go backwards. I, let's go forward, whether it's forward with VAR, whether it's training, or whether it's with the Arsene Wenger rule proposal. Um, maybe link in the show notes for that proposal, yeah. <laughs> but but you know, things like this, I'm all about that because at the end of the day, let me ask you this. As a fan, do you want to lose in a Champions League semifinal on an away goal that would have been overturned had VAR been in there? I know that's a super specific example. It's very specific, but but the point is like that's that's the stakes. That's the stakes, though. Like, of uh, it's one thing to lose to Bright or to tie to draw with Brighton in a Premier League match without VAR, but it's another thing to you know not win those money, you know, not advance in the next round and lose your club potential you know millions of pounds because of if var isn't there you know what i'm saying no i agree with you You, like you kind of can't go back on var but uh like they said in the six million dollar man we have the technology so you might as well implement it might as well use it all right so as we take a look to what's to come real madrid liverpool at anfield 
Second leg of this tie. First one went to the way of Real Madrid. As we kind of take a look at that first part of it, Andrew, I mean, that was really the only game I feel like other than maybe the second game against Manchester City, but I almost feel like that's one of the only games this season where Liverpool was just outplayed. Liverpool looked the worst of the two teams, no question, and deserved to lose by a margin. That's really not something we've seen too often this season. I mean, what was your takeaway from that Real Madrid game? Yeah, it was just it was frustrating. Um, I was in Vegas during the game, so shout out to uh, you know Liverpool fans in Vegas. Good time, uh, good bar, good food, good good atmosphere. Um, quite a turnout for a noon match. But anyway, um, no, from a you know talking about the boys here. Uh, yeah, the first half it reminded me a lot of of Napoli away a couple years ago, mm-hmm. where it was just an awful Couldn't performance. Couldn't connect the pass. Couldn't. Con- Genie for as my one of my friends in Poland would say he he forgot how to football, <laughs> like that's the if it Sam it seemed like the whole team forgot how to football they just forgot it was Navi lad <laughs> it was all them man a- nobody, a- everybody, nobody everybody everybody just like was like oh let me they it's like they had two left feet it was nuts and and now mind you you know give credit to Kroos and his Cruz and his beautiful pass to Junior or whatever. Um, to split Phillips, Phillips is, is caught and blah, 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 and trend, this and that happens. Yeah. But the second goal is more frustrating because it's such like, like, not that I know, I hate that. It, it, that Trent error is, I guess not his fault, but it's something that would happen on our Sunday league team, Darius. Like, I mean, honestly, it, it, it was like, uh, it was a say, like, I expect perfect that- setup. Like you put it on a platter for them. Yeah. Yeah, so to see to see a ball where it's like, okay, maybe it's a dangerous ball. Maybe if you don't intervene, it's going to turn into something. But instead of it being, wow, that was a dangerous ball, it's literally, wow, you put it on a platter for them. Great assist right. on that. But my, my point to that is that it was like a kind of a freak of nature mm-hmm. at that, as you expect at that level. Like like I said, you expect that kind of error, error on a Sunday league team. Or someone which, who's never played before. As an example, or someone who has, it doesn't matter. It happens. We're, we're, but, and and mind you, and then what's so frustrating about that second goal is because if that doesn't go in, you know the tie is two one. Right. It's not that big deal. It's two one. Two one is the most dangerous scoreline in football. They say. So then you're looking at a very much different proposition. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Especially without the fans and so on. But now, now that Eric, I'm not saying it's all his fault or whatever, but I'm just saying like it might not be as bad as we think it is from a defensive perspective. Now that said, we still need to find the back of the net. You know what I mean? So, for, but from that game though, obviously the first half was, was terrible. The second half, you know, for that 15 minute spell in the beginning of the second half, um, I think that's the recipe mm-hmm. uh, Klopp and the boy Klopp and that backroom staff are going to have to kind of put that shit in a bottle you know, and give it out to all the boys and have them drink it before halftime, before, before kickoff. You know what I mean? Cause that 15 minute spell is what, is what, you know, allows us to be even within a shot of this tie, because obviously right. three nil would be insurmountable without fans. I think three nil against Barcelona, obviously that felt a little different than even this three one, because that three nil against Barcelona, that was a game where you watch it and it's like, 
yeah, it was three, but they didn't really play that poorly. Like this three one is a little different because it's yeah. like, oh wow, yeah. you're kind of I mean, lucky that it was only two that you you fell by. But yeah, uh, but yeah. you mm-hmm. do kind of come away with it. I think you're right. You come away with it saying, all right, that was the worst we could play over uh, seventy minutes, eighty minutes outside of really that fifteen minute stretch. That's probably the worst that you have in you if you're Liverpool, and you kept it within a couple. That does give you an opportunity if you're looking at it from a positive standpoint where if you go and play a good match, all you need is a 2-0 and you do get through. You don't have to go and beat them by three. You would go on away goals off if you got that 2-0. But, True. Andrew, it's it does feel like a, a tall task, but it doesn't feel impossible at the same time, especially as we, we kind of see, uh, you mentioned it today in the group chat, that there's another defender who has gone down for Real Madrid. Sergio Ramos was already out with the calf injury. He's been dealing with all month, and he also has COVID. Rafael Varane has COVID. You have another player for Real Madrid who's dealing with injury. And by the way, they just played a very intense match at the weekend in El Clasico. So it's not like Real Madrid is coming in flying. They are coming in a little gimpy. Do you think that fatigue or anything of that effect could potentially help Liverpool, there especially is, against I, a team that's they're going to be playing on the back foot. They're protecting. Oh, a thousand percent. There, here's the thing there. I, I fucking hope so. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not an athlete. Like, I don't know how that shit works, but like, God damn it. They better be fucking tired. I want them like, you want them exhausted. Leggy, I want them to like up. just have woken up from a siesta. <laughs> they, they didn't, they didn't get, get any activation. Yeah, yeah. No leg like, rubs. <laughs> not, not all that BS. Like they just, <laughs> And also, it's it's important to point out too that yeah. Vasquez is the guy who's who's out there, the mm-hmm. right back. He set up the goal over the weekend and in El Clasico. So mm-hmm. from that perspective, and you look at Mane, like, look, Mane hasn't been playing well the last few months, last X number of weeks. You know, maybe maybe he smells blood. Uh, hopefully, he turns into a shark. You know, and he smells that blood, and and he he comes to eat. You know what I'm saying? Um, on that on that left hand side. So. That one can only dream and hope, but from that perspective, like you're you're right, you know they, this is not Real Madrid at their peak. However, you know experience is you know, was it was the phrase class is, you know yeah. form is temporary, it's class is permanent. Class is permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever nonsense. Like, look, they have class players: Modric, Cruz, Benzema. These these players can do anything, right? Um, so that being said, though, like I said earlier. You take that Trent mistake out, which is a howler by by any stretch of imagination. Yeah. You know this is a much different uh, tie, right? So I, I don't think it's that bad. I, I I'm just curious to whether like Klopp does some dumb shit like drastic, like like if he pulls a Pep. Go with me here. So Pep over the last couple of years in the Champions League specifically tries to like he it's almost like he overthinks it. He knows a big exam is coming up. A big test is coming up, finals week or whatever. Instead of studying the way he's been studying all year to get that A, he's like, oh, finals week, I got to do something different. I got to change my routine. And he changes some tactics or whatever nonsense, right? I'm just a little worried that maybe, maybe for example, Klopp puts Fabinho back in center defense. Hmm. And I think that may, obviously, if he does it and we win, he's a genius, of course. Right. <laughs> but I'm just worried that if he does it, it's a mistake, right? So yeah. I hope... He doesn't do that. And I think I think we have obviously an opportunity here. And look, it's important to realize this is that 
mind you, I want them to come out of the gates just like we did in the second half, like the first 15 minutes. We need to just kill them the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Let them know they're in for a fight, right? It's a, set the tempo, all those cliches, right? But it's also important to know that we don't actually necessarily need to score early. We need to score first. But we yeah. would it be better? If, That's where I disagree, though. That's where I disagree. I would say you do need to score early because we've seen too many matches this season where Liverpool dominate. And I don't mean just like, oh, they had a couple of shots here. No, no, no. Dominate the first 20 minutes. Don't get a goal. Other team grows in the game. Nick a goal. We've seen that story way too many times this, is, this season. This, you're, you're right. So However, I think they actually do need that early goal. I, I think they I'm need just it. saying I agree with you in one respect, but in another respect, I'm just saying that I think that we can also feel our way out in this game. Like, sure. so if it's nil-nil at halftime, we get a goal in the 55th minute. Yeah. It's yeah. not over. And then you have 40 minutes edge of your seat thriller you're talking balls to the wall mm-hmm. fast and furious it's going to be nuts and that's as a neutral friend i imagine all the neutrals are, are are hoping for something like that because as you said we can win two nil you know we win three one we go to penalties or extra time whatever it is mm-hmm. um look we got this we we have an opportunity it, it's just i'm just curious how he's going to set up you know yeah um i don't know what what, what are your thoughts on that what how do you think who who, who's starting? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the lineup in a second, but I do want to just kind of like stick on, on this. Like, what is the mentality if it's you? Because we're kind of like talking around it, but do you go as hard as you can right away or do you wait and make a change to kind of bring in a little extra later in the game and try to take advantage of tired legs? Being down two goals, what's your thought? Because I'm thinking you probably try to see if you can score early, go as hard as you can, but have an ace up your sleeve. Like, have Mane on the bench or have Jota on the bench or, or something like that, have something to go to off the bench. I mean, that's kind of what I think, but what do you think in that regard? Oh, no, no, that's a very good point Um from the bench because, you know, bringing on... Like have something Ox else that not, you can do later in the game, right. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and and obviously, you know, football is nothing without Origi and he's injured, so he's not going to be on the bench, Mm-mm. right? So, no, you're right. I, I see what you're saying. Um I, I honestly don't think it matters though because the mentality has to be the same. In the first 15 minutes, you have to come out of the gate like you did in the second half. Sure. It just has to. We have to because look, remember Barcelona, right? It was it mm-hmm. was very much like that. And then we got the goal in the seventh minute or whatever it was, right? We got the goal so, early, but then it was a lull. It wasn't until what the 55th minute when Genie got his first. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Where yeah. you can that's exactly what I'm saying. Where you can see yourself, like you can feel yourself in the game, feel your feel your way through it. Because they're going to have chances. This is, it, it's ludicrous to think that we're going to have 80% possession. They're going to have one yeah. shot on target. Yeah. Some nonsense like this, right? So Real are going to play. Like, saying, they're like, not going to sit back. They're going yeah, to yeah. play. Exactly. Yeah, and if they don't, if we don't score in the first 15 minutes, that's okay. And that's when we need to see it out until halftime, I think, kind of thing. Where like, we, okay. we got to make sure that we, we don't concede until it, it, we need to go to halftime without conceding. That's kind of thing. I think it's very important that it's first 15, 20 minutes, and then we'll go from there. It's interesting. You talk about, you know, I've been drinking a little bit, so part of me wants to start all four of them. But then at the same time, like, I like your point. Cheers, man. I like your point about bringing, for example, Mane or Jota off the bench. Right. And I, I just don't know. Obviously, I don't get paid the bill. I can, much, I can make an want- argument for either. I can make an argument for either because going 4-2-3-1 yeah, exactly, and going with Bobby in the 10, Mo up front, 
and then uh, Jota and Mane on your wings in the 4-2-3-1. I like the way that looks, especially going against a back line that's going to be kind of new to each other. They haven't played together too much this season, don't have their captain, don't have their other best center back. So maybe you could take advantage of that. But I can also sit here and tell you, like, I kind of like the idea of going 4-3-3, controlling more of the ball, and just running them ragged with someone like Mane on the left, going at a new right back. And then finally, when you get to the 60th minute, you put on a fresh Diogo Jota who takes advantage of tired legs. Like, I can make the argument for either. So I think it's going to be really tough for Klopp to make that decision of which way he wants to play it. I don't envy that decision because I, I think there's a good case for either. All right. So yeah, and that, and that's what's so exciting. And uh, remember the days when we could like we knew the lineup, <laughs> like oh yeah, well, like because because every, everyone was healthy and you could just go yeah, and yeah, like but, yeah, pencil them in. No, no, no. But like a couple years ago, where it was like that eleven all the time, and mm-hmm. you know everyone in their mother's uncle like knew who was playing. Oh, but the, then other team couldn't stop it anyway. Didn't matter. Yeah, exactly my point. But but mm-hmm. from a fan perspective, there's all this anxiety of like, oh, yeah. what's the lineup going to be like? And I, I'm looking forward to it as well. But. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I just don't. I honestly, as a fan, like I, I don't give a fuck. I've, I've said this on the show before. I don't care who the cast is. I just know, I, you know, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna support them either way. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I gotta trust Klopp and the boys to, you know, I, it's out of my control basically. So I gotta trust them, Klopp and them, and and the men, in the backroom staff. Yeah. Sorry, not boys, men, <laughs> to, to figure it all out. And, and here's the thing, because. I mean, we've only played them twice, but like Zidane and Klopp, like you, you would say that Zidane is like kryptonite. To, I mean, it's only two games. There's not much of a big sample size. He's gotten two, three, one results against Klopp, sure. Yeah, yeah. And he, come on, Klopp, do it. Do, do you? You got to figure <laughs> Get it out. Get a three-one the other way. Like the third know. time, third time is a chop. Is the third time is a charm, yeah. right? Whatever they say. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, but yeah, if you if, but back on the lineup question though. Yeah, if I'm just thinking that if, yeah, let's go with lineups. Like, let, let's hear yeah, what you what you're thinking. Important. This game is almost like, yeah, I, obviously it's, it's dumb for me to say this, but it's win or go home, right? So mm-hmm. for me, it's almost like, and because of the inhibitions are lowered, I, I think you have to start all four of them. Okay, I think you have to. I think, I think it'd be I think it'd be crazy not to for example yeah I think it'd be crazy not to start Bobby because of the way he played on the weekend mind you it's Aston Villa excuse me I get all that but that was some vent that was some you know Bobby came back you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and and then Jota um he's responsible to the lead of that goal that Salah had in the first leg right so mm-hmm. uh, and then mind you he can he can jump as tall as high as Kareem Abdul Jabbar apparently. So maybe we'll get a header somehow, <laughs> like you know, with him. I I think you start off four. I, fuck it, I'm putting my foot in the sand or my stake in the ground, whatever you say. All right, let's get your lineup. Let's hear it. What you're starting All eleven, right. Andrew. All right, go. Okay, so the back five picked itself. No, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't, actually. <laughs> it's Allison. It's um. It's it's Andy, uh, cousin from another mother. I don't know how that works. Kabak, it's Phillips, it's Trent. I think it's uh, Fab. I think it's Thiago. <sighs> I can't believe this. I think it's Bobby. I think it's Salah, Mane, and Jota. Okay, Jota so where do, where do you go with your attackers? Where do you go with your front four? How do you line them? Yeah, Salah on the right, Mane on the left, Jota in the middle, Bobby and and, and Thiago are 
you know, Roman. Okay. And then obviously Fab in the six. However, as much as I just said that, that lineup, that's kind of like what I said earlier about being a pep. To me, that's a pep lineup. To me, that's kind of like tinkering a little bit and doing yeah but we have also seen that lineup this season not with tiago in there he was the one and and fabinho was playing at center back but that's how they lined up against manchester city the first time around and it worked out pretty well you got the one one uh draw at the etihad but yes obviously uh you haven't seen that too much this season but mostly due to injury because coming into the year that's what we kind of thought we would see a little bit more of a fabinho and tiago double pivot we just haven't seen it because injuries so for me i'm thinking yes that's if i go for a two three one that's exactly how i'm lining up except i would have uh i would have mo up front and then jota on the left money on the right um uh, but i think i'm gonna go four three three with the ogs so i'm going with the same back five but then i'm going fabinho in the six genie on the left tiago on the right and then money on the left Firmino up front and Mo on the right. I'm going that way because I'm thinking with the way that Mane is playing right now, while he's not been at his best, he can still run someone into the ground. So I'm expecting that he should be able to command a lot of attention from Real Madrid's back line, especially since they don't have all their best defenders. And he's just going to run them ragged. Like I'm just going to tell him, ball's coming your way. You and Robbo link up. And I want you to run those guys into the ground. Dude, homie, on 30, 40 story. minutes, switch it, start getting more to Mo, start getting more to yeah. to, uh, uh, yeah. to uh, Firmino, and let them take advantage. And then finally, we get to the hour mark, second half. Jolta, we're asking you to come on and straightaway score goals. That's kind of the way I'm playing it if I'm if I'm making right. the lineup for, for Wednesday's game. Right. I mean, and, and Mane, it's so interesting because, like – we play better when he 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 takes on people. When he drops mm-hmm. a shoulder and he runs at he runs towards the byline, he yeah. does some craziness. You know, he, but like he, he's almost like I feel like Klopp needs to punch him in the face. He needs to be angry, <laughs> getting all that feel. Like well, but the, the thing is, the side you know has, has has only been down when it comes to goal scoring and goal contributions. His all around play has been there. He's actually defended pretty pretty decently this year, but linking play like even if you look at that Aston Villa game there's times where he was playing the false nine and it looked pretty good like if he drops back and then goes into the midfield picks up the ball goes for a a long run it's still there he could still do everything else it's just he's not putting the ball in the back of the net which is obviously what you want from him right now but he's doing so much else that it's like I'm good with starting him I understand there's gonna be plenty of people to say bench him and have Jota start but I think there's a lot of value in bringing Jota in because we know he's in good form, bringing him in against a tired defense. And that's all I'm looking at really is I would, I like my chances having him fresh and having their back line ran ragged because they were trying to deal with Sadio Mane, who, even though he's not scoring goals is still running circles around everyone else. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I, your that four three three lineup is probably what we're going to see, um, and I wouldn't be upset about that either. I think, again, I was trying to allude to his experience, and that and that's okay. And your point of you know bringing Jota on in X number X minute, that's fine too. Yeah. Um, either way, he's going to be a genius, or he's, we we going to bitch and complain about something. No, uh, he's going to be a genius that, if they win. 
and they get the result and go through, he's going to be an idiot if anything else happens. That's how that goes. Essentially, essentially, that's how humans <laughs> that's work how, nowadays. That's how it's this either, analysis goes. <laughs> yeah, it's he's either a ten, it's either a ten best movie ever or worst movie ever. Exactly. Like that, that's essentially it. it can't that's it. There's no room for nuance in that. But all right. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, I'm just now. I'm getting now. I'm getting hype. I'm getting nervous. I might have to watch Barcelona highlights. Shout out to Jeannie behind me. Um, yeah, I, Jesus, I don't even know how I'm gonna work tomorrow. I oh, even, man. you know what? To to get the adrenaline pumping, I'm thinking I might I might ride my bicycle to the bar. What do you think? Ooh. Get some get some suns. Get some exercise. Get that. Get some exercise before the heart. Get some pumped up. Get some like pre match music on the way. Yeah, yeah. it's like a 20 minute ride for me. I don't know. It could be fun. Could be fine. All right. I don't know. I'm pumped. Are you pumped? Oh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. So what? What's your? What, how we? We gonna win this thing or what? What you think? <laughs> All right. You want to go score predictions? All right. Yeah. Let's go score predictions. I'm feeling two nil. I am because I do think that the way that wow. Liverpool are gonna set up, I got Fabinho in the six, so I'm not messing around with any ideas of him playing a center back, and. I think they're going to do a better job going because again, going with my lineup, you have Firmino in the number nine position as a false nine. Sure. But out of possession, that means he's going to be doing the pressing and as good as Jota is because he's quick Firmino understands that role better. And one thing that we saw with the goal, the first goal, Cruz lays it on to Vinicius. It was there because no one pressed Keita, Jota and Mane were all looking at each other like, yo, who's supposed to be picking this dude up? And then Cruz puts in that perfect pass. So I'm thinking that Liverpool will look a little bit more resolute and then dealing with the back line of Real Madrid plus Casemiro, don't forget, who is a world-class number six in his own right. I think they can handle it to get a couple of goals. So I'm, I'm thinking 2-0 is the way to go. My God, I hope you're right. That'd be amazing. That would be fantastic. Obviously, that would that would be uh, just oh my God. Like, like I would not that we walk into work anymore considering this pandemic. But if I if we did go walk into work, I'd walk into work like I'll be the Vince McMahon, just like like come come at me, bro. <laughs> just just come at me. Or the Conor just McGregor just like swagging in, just like oh yeah, walk oh, into yeah. your local grocery store like you own the place. mask on though. Yeah, of course, mask on, ladies and gentlemen. Um. I just think that's too much to ask against. This it's team. a lot to ask. It's, it's a hell a of a lot to ask. I mean, we don't have Van Dyke. We don't have a Gomez. We don't have, you know what I mean? Like to, for Fe- Philip and, and, and Philip, like I know. Philip, yeah, yeah, yeah. Philip and Ozan. I think that's too much to ask. I mean, it might be tough. So, I mean, I could be an a-hole and just say, oh, I think we win the game, but we don't go through. But that's lame. Ain't nobody here for that. Ain't nobody here to hear that shit. Don't nobody want to hear that shit. Even if it's true. Nobody want to hear that. We're going to win. It's going to be 3-1. We're going to go to extra time. Allison's going to do the business. We're going in on penalties. That's wait, wait. Who scores the winner? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to ask you that question regardless if you had it. Tiago's going to win it for us. I don't. Tiago right. and penalties, baby. I, I don't know. Tiago. <laughs> Tiago Alcantara. <laughs> All right, better question, better question, better question. Who who do you have as your difference maker? Who's man of the match? Mm. Honestly, it's, it has to be Trent. Mm. It has to be from from the standpoint from both from both sides of the pitch, 
because mm-hmm. they're going to be attacking his side. Vinicius will be on his side. All, all yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to be attacking his side like most teams do. And he's got to put in a performance. Him and Phillips got to put in performance. Um, or I don't even know. Is Phillips on his side? I can't even remember. Uh, yeah, Phillips is on the okay, right okay. and then Kabak is on the left. It don't matter. But <laughs> it's got to be Trent. It's got to be Trent from that reason alone because we can't we can't give up two goals as an example, right? That's right. just non nonsensical. Um, so, yeah, no, it's got to be him. And then because we're also a terrible team when he is shit going forward too. So it, it's, yeah. it has to be him. Now, mind you, if Bobby, you know, if, if Salah scores three goals, I mean, obviously he's a man of the match, and then who gives a shit? Yeah. But, um, but no, it, it's got to be him. He's got to, he's got to play better defensively. I, I know that sounds asinine because now I'm going to sound like a YouTube, you know, a Twitter person and say, oh, he's a right back. He defense is number one important. No, that's not. No, no, baby. This ain't your daddy's right back. You know what I'm saying? Like he's his priorities going forward. That being and, said. And, and then let's be fair to Trent. He's people want to act like he's the worst defender on the planet. He's not. He's grown yeah, he's not, as a but, defender. But my but here's the thing, though, you know, him being he's going to be the only scouser in this team. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm assuming, um, you know, I don't think Curtis Jones is starting. So he, it's important. I think it's important. He, he'll he know. He'll know walking onto that field, walking onto the pitch, what's up. And I, I just think, like, I mean, not to put pressure on him and say he's got to be Gerard, but that's essentially what he's got to do because Hendo's not out there, right? So we're missing some type of leader. So he's he doesn't have to be the leader in a vocal sense. There are different styles of leadership. Kids, pick up a book, read a book. There are different styles of leadership, and one one aspect of it is through your actions, not necessarily through your mm-hmm. words. So, hopefully, he 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 takes that opportunity. And oh man, he he's fuck, he's well, just, it's oh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm yeah, still man. <laughs> oh, right. so Mo bags a brace, second goal to put them through. He does the celebration where he holds his shoulder, holds his shoulder. To taunt Sergio Ramos, who's up in the stands watching with his little hipster haircut. Oh my God! If he did that, let's shit, go. I lose my mind. I lose my mind. <laughs> let's go. That would be amazing. Oh man! All right, That's... you're pumped for this. I'm pumped for this, man. That's Hopefully, so we're talking about this next week, and we're talking about how Liverpool are on to the semis to face Chelsea. Well, yeah. it's been real, Andrew. He's Andrew. I'm Andrew, guys. Waving. <laughs> I'm Darius, and up the Reds. Hopefully, Liverpool going on to the semis. Catch you guys next time.